Fuck your feelings. <laughs> Fuck your goddamn feelings. I'm Carl. I'm an addict, alcoholic, and all the above. My sobriety day is August 22nd, 2014. And I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. Sober Pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. SoberPod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober, and as always, stay active, stay sober. Listen here, you fucking meat puppets, as my artificial intelligence voice says. Meat Uh, puppets. (laughs) (laughs) My artificial intelligence voice is kind of an asshole. Let me just say, the persona that I have put on behind my artificial intelligence uh, posts that or I guess podcasts that I've been doing. So, um, what I really like, <laughs> I like choosing different voices now because I think it's mm-hmm. getting kind of funny. Uh, but uh, but my artificial intelligence voice uh, uh, loves to call um, the audience uh, meat puppets. Apparently, you know, it reminds me of. Um, uh, do you ever watch Max Headroom? Remember, like I don't know if you ever like were exposed to that growing up. Do you know what Max no. Headroom is? Mm-mm. So. It was back in the day, it was like this artificial fucking intelligence that was like had a you know representation of a man, and you'd recognize it if you saw it, but it was everywhere for like a period of time in the eighties and uh uh and the dude was like a sarcastic fucking flippant you know funny motherfucker it was like it was awesome actually and um and it was kind of like sci fi kind of thing it was all set in the future. Uh, but that's the that's the attitude and personality that my artificial intelligence voice has taken on is Max Hedrum, which reminds me. So there's a um, there's a commercial. Have you did you listen to the commercial? Don't hate me, but I, I fucking forgot. hate you right now, Chelsea. Chelsea, I rely <laughs> on you to, tell, to keep me in check, right? Because I figure like you listen to it, it's like it's okay, right? That's I should just go on doing what I do, right? But so anyway. So this is the commercial. I'm going to put it right here so you can listen to it later. Okay, ready? I'm going to put it right here. Are you a rebel seeking transformation in your recovery journey? Then 366 fucking days sober is the book for you. 366 daily meditations. This book by the SoberPod Recovery Podcast host and professional rebel. Carl will help guide you towards a new way of thinking and living. Each daily meditation offers a fresh perspective, practical advice, and a healthy dose of Carl's irreverent humor to help you stay sober and embrace the challenges of life without drinking, drugging, or shitting your pants. Whether you're just starting your recovery journey or looking for a daily dose of encouragement and laughs, 366 fucking days sober is the book for you. So, if you're ready to transform your life, and become the rebel you were meant to be. Get your copy of 366 fucking days sober. Today. Available today on Amazon.com. Okay. So now we're oh back. Oh my God, Carl. I fucking loved that. Well, no. Incredible. I mean, you can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here, Chelsea. I know you didn't listen to it. Okay. I fucking, I said later. Later you could go do that. All right. So, um, 
So I've been doing the artificial intelligence um, uh, voices to to read the book uh, and been releasing those things. I've been kind of sloppy about it. I've been like sometimes doing it, sometimes not. Da, da, da. I'm not going to do it on um, Apple Podcasts. So if you guys were thinking about going to Apple Podcasts and doing that, don't go to Spotify and you can subscribe and then you can do it through there because I'm not going to do it through uh, uh, Apple anymore. So because fuck them. Cause fuck Apple. Cause fuck your feelings, Apple. Cause fuck your, <laughs> cause fuck your feelings, Apple. I don't give a shit whether you like it or not. All right. So Chelsea, what are we doing here today? What's going on? Hold on, hold on. I just had like a total ADHD moment of like I don't know if you've seen this. I don't even know what it's from, but it's a popular like like quote or a popular like um, little voice thing that people do videos to, and it's like. This little kid that's like, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. And then this old man's like, that's too damn bad. And that's just like what I think of with this episode. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of these feelings, Grandpa. That's too damn bad. That's too damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find well, that for you. Sorry, carry yeah, on. <laughs> maybe I'll find it. Drop it in. Um, so um, so what are we doing? We're We're reading from the lovely book 366 fucking day uh, the one sober. that you just heard a commercial about that one yeah yeah funny funny you should say that yes <laughs> by the way and, we and did get a purchase no- we we got we got a purchase after the last episode saying that we didn't get Ooh, any purchase we money, got a money, sympathy money, purchase money. <laughs> we <laughs> got a sympathy purchase <laughs> <laughs> thank you now i, I feel cheaper for than i used book, to <laughs> for one book purchase a day you too can fund sober pod <laughs> And then cue Carl like Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop beating Carl when you buy a book. <laughs> and right, it's so November eleventh, so we'll we'll read from are we reading that day? Um we are reading um yes, November eleventh, which is again, fuck your feelings. No yeah, well I mean <laughs> affectionately known as fuck your feelings. So do you want to read it? Because I don't want to do the artificial voice thing. I think that's yeah. Like, I want to hear a human. I am hear, Carl. Hear a human. <laughs> By the way, I think it's hilarious that you have like an asshole, grumpy dude reading a daily meditations book. You know, isn't that just so <laughs> perfect <know>. and fitting? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. November 11th. Fuck. I hate feelings. What is it about feelings? Why do we have them? What good do they really serve anyway? They are always coming out at the wrong times. Emotions can make us say and do some fucked up shit. People are doing life in prison right now because they felt something and then acted on that feeling. We even have a murder defense of, quote, heat of passion or sudden quarrel that can reduce your charge to voluntary manslaughter. Don't tell them I told you. That's how that much feelings. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much feelings can affect your rational mind. So it's no wonder that when you sober up an addict or alcoholic, they will have a hard time adjusting. It really is okay to have a bad day. It's not okay to kill someone because you had a bad day. Each day you can spend without thoughts of homicide or suicide is a good day, but bad days and shitty feelings will happen. Today we are learning to not act on them. Reflections. When was the last time you lost your shit? 
daily challenge. If you are angry today, be angry. Just don't kill anyone else or yourself. Such wise words. I know. I, I, I can't tell you the, uh, when the last time I actually lost my shit was. Maybe I... Can you tell me? Because I think I probably told you. When was the last time I lost my shit? Do you remember? Mm. Hmm. I mean, the the one that comes to mind is um, when I beat up the uh, the canister in my um, garage with a baseball bat. Well, but. wasn't there... Well, and I... You may... I don't know if you're going to cut this out, but wasn't there something like... Cut it out, cut it out. (laughs) With like your your daughter in like the street or like someone was like going to Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was my neighbor. Yeah. 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 Oh, neighbor. The guy lives on the street. If it was my neighbor, I'd probably be dead right now. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, tell them the story if you want. I would be fucking, yeah. Oh, so the dude like um, wouldn't slow down. And then I found out he was actually trying to um, uh, uh, basically groom my daughter. Uh, to like, hey, come here, little girl, kind of stuff, and I, you know, it's, you would think it as a father, you would kind of hear that shit, like when it happened, right? But apparently, everybody's afraid of what I would do if they found out, you know, if I found out, right? So, um, so nobody tells me that shit, right? So then suddenly, uh, you know, I I run into this guy, I, I, just naturally, he wouldn't slow down and drive on the street. There's kids around and shit. And then, uh, and he came back and he started to start some shit. And I was like, fucking game on, let's do this. Right. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I go in and then I find out that, uh, from my family that this guy is, my family's already had, you know, some interactions with this guy. And yeah. And it was, uh, uh, I fucking lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna go kill the motherfucker i like went uh went to uh leave the house and told my wife that um uh get some cash because she's gonna have to bail me out <laughs> so you did not pause when you were agitated no at not at all no, did not you call one a sponsor anyone no, no it actually took me it took me about another four or five hours to really come down I know, maybe not four or five, maybe like two hours to come down to where I could be like, oh yeah, like I should probably call my sponsor because I'm not like this is not good thinking, right? Like I was like I had already like planned so many things around this guy, looked him up, got his name, you know, I'm be you know basically I have his I have his children's names, I have his phone number, like I I mean. Uh, yeah, I got shit. You know what I mean? You like went, I fuck- like FBI status real quick. Well, yeah, because you know your enemy, right? Because that's all there is. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, so um, and I and I I did not um, I didn't put you know rational fucking things together. I didn't fucking think like about how this was going to impact or affect you know things down the road. And my sponsor was great because he was like, dude, he's like, like you. I think you need to check your thinking here because like, like this doesn't sound. Right, and here's the thing: I wouldn't even tell them half the shit either, like what I was really thinking. Like, so I was like, so I, I just tell him a little bit about what I was thinking, and he like was like, that doesn't even sound good. And I was like, well, if he does, if he thinks that doesn't sound good, he doesn't know about the other shit I was thinking. <laughs> so you know he what doesn't I mean? know about the murder plot. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so you know, I mean, I, I seriously, I was gonna buy a drone just to drop dog shit on his backyard. <laughs> That's how fucking like stealthy I was, because everybody's got cameras these days. I was like, you know what? You know, you fight technology with technology you know so <laughs> i was I'm prepared <laughs> to do some shit and um but you know i i um 
thank God for this fucking program and the people in it and the connections that we have and the people that we have in our lives. Cause honestly, like I would have fucking made some bad choices. Like, you know what I mean? Like here's, if he wasn't, if he was home, that's the thing. The difference between me being in jail right now, or at least fucking owing a man, a lot of money is, is he left and probably went to the store or something. Right. And I, dude, if he was, if he was there, I would be fucked up right now. Like I would literally be, you know, cause I was, I was beyond like my feelings, my everything. Like I fucking mm-hmm. went there and, uh, and I'm just lucky that, that that's not how that happened. You know, when's the so last no time one, you, hold on. So no one stopped you. Your wife was like, okay, I'll head to the she, bank now. <laughs> she knows you can't, she knows you can't like, yeah, she, yeah. Everybody's when they see me in that way, if they've known me, right. There's like, there's no, there's no pull in it. Right. There's no, like they know it's like, the dam is burst and it is over, right? Like they fucking mm-hmm. just, they see it. They go like, we better get out of his way. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. I'm serious. Like people like fucking listen to this podcast. I'm sure like, oh yeah, Carl. Yeah, whatever. Like, no, 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 no. Like I, I could still to this day fucking lose my shit in a big way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy. And I, here's the thing. I'll know it even in like, even in the, f- like I'll have moments where I'm like going, I need to not do this right now, but I'll be like, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, but it feels way too fucking awesome to just keep, yeah. keep this party Roar. going. <laughs> party has started, you know? So yeah, I don't, um, no, nobody, nobody uh, stands in my way uh, and my family, especially because they've seen me, you know, uh, whatever, you know, 10 years ago, not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people who may have like seen me, um, you know, just in recovery would probably say, Oh, Carl, like that's not, it's not something you want to do. And I might be able to be jerked out of it. Right. But you know, my family, a whole different ballgame. Cause I think that they are like going, cause they knew me from before. Like, and they've seen me destroy shit. Like, you know, fucking mm-hmm. see me put my hand through a fucking, you know, uh, uh one of those plastic chairs that, uh, like, uh, patio chairs, just fucking, and, you know, and it gets stuck on my hand. <laughs> I mean that's impressive, yeah. but yeah, but you know, I I I got fucking marks, like I got scars just from it, like digging into my hands and shit like that. But that was again, that was like twenty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that but that was like, again, they they know what I'm capable of in that in that regard. So they, I don't think that they would, they don't want to get in the way of that shit. What about you? When's when's the last time you really lost your shit? I mean, I wouldn't say I really lost my shit this time, but it's like the most recent memory I have. So, um, it was this summer, my, my, um, I don't know if I had like worked a night shift or what, but I like was not paying attention to what was happening outside my house. Right. My husband does a lot of the yard work and work on the house and that's just not my forte. So I, I like went into the kitchen and he's like, Hey, like you want to come see what I've been working on outside? And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Do I? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like come. So we have this like upper deck, like our, our house is on a hill. So like our main floor is actually the top floor of our house. So I go out on our deck and he has like on the, one side of the deck, he's completely like demolished 
taking the wood out, like taking the banister out, like the poles that are like supporting, um, were like on their way out. And there was like this nasty looking like outdoor carpet from like the seventies that was underneath all this shit. And he's like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you just tear the deck apart? And he's like, well, because we need to like, you know, we, we need to get rid of it anyway. And we need to like, you know, get some gutters and like all of this. And I was just seeing red. I was like, why the fuck would you do this and not talk to me about it first? Why would you just go ham? It's a lot of money. House? <laughs> yeah. I'm like why, what was wrong with it? Like, what was the problem? And yet there was a good reason for it that I see now. But at the time I was just so pissed because I was like, Hey, this is my house too. Like, how about you fucking talk to me or say, hey, I'm planning on doing this before you just start, like, destroying things. Because I know demolition is fun, but um, (laughs) I was, like, completely not aware of this going on. So when I walked in, I walked back into the house, I, like, slammed the door as hard as I fucking could. And this, like, picture frame fell and just, like, crashed and... um, I had a little bit of a tantrum and I was like, I was definitely not very nice, but that was, that was probably like the most recent time I had lost my shit, like to the point where I like was ready to throw things, you know, slamming the door didn't really do a whole lot for me, but yeah, it's, I mean, sometimes you fly off the handle, like there, there's no, like I, I could not be calm in that situation. I think part of it was because I really felt like it was out of my control and like, I just wanted some sort of control over the situation to be like included or like have a say in it. Now you're talking recovery. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like have some sort of like, like partnership in this like big decision, you know what I mean? And you know, I, I understand why it was necessary and like it was the summer we had to get ready for the winter and stuff like that but but yeah I mean looking back on it I just was acting really childish and it's a good thing I didn't like destroy anything because I was angry um you know and I I could calm down for a minute but um it it made me very very mad (laughs) so Uh, and in your your um, of course you slammed a door because how is mm-hmm. he supposed to know that you're angry unless you're slamming a, a fucking door exactly. or breaking something? That's the way mm-hmm. I view just about every like how I want to make sure that people know that I am angry, right? Because I don't for some reason me just yelling doesn't seem to suffice. Like you know, me even <laughs> saying I am angry doesn't really like drive it home. Like I need to break some shit in order for everybody to feel the the gravity of my anger, right? Like it mm-hmm. needs, shit needs to happen, right? And I don't yeah. know why that is. I don't know why I fucking, but you know, um, so let me just say, in you know, pre-recovery, let's just say, or actually my entire life, let's, let's just get to that point. My entire life, like if I was angry, um, I did not know how to deal with it in any way, shape, or form other than, acting out physically that's just all that there was to it so um i lived in a trailer uh for uh, i want to say about four or five years and uh i (laughs) i fucking every door 
in that fucking place, there's like one, I would say, you know, one, two, three, four, five, five, five doors in the place, six, six doors in the place. Every single one of them had uh, fist holes in, uh, in feet holes uh, from me punching because they were just like thin trailer doors, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I just put, I, I fucking couldn't help it. Dude, I would sit there in uh, on a computer. So back when they had CRTs, you know, the big thick glass CRTs, uh, I always had big monitors, right? And mm-hmm. um, and I literally would punch the monitor as hard as I fucking oh my could. God. I know it was just fucking just boom, and just like if something didn't go right for me while I was fucking working or whatever, I would, and you could hear just this like ting because <laughs> it just it rings <laughs> a little bit, you know, uh-huh. and um. And just so I had to replace every fucking door in that uh, trailer. Um, you know, I never broke a, a monitor, but I've all, and even today, like there, I still have like stuff in early recovery, maybe five, six years ago. I have places like in my garage where I throw a fucking, like a putty knife or something and the handle just sticks in the, just sticks in the wall. You know, my wife is trying to cover those things up. You know, I have shit like, I have like a, like blue ink Oh, like what? What the hell is that blue ink about? Well, I know what that blue ink's about. I was pissed off, and I threw a fucking blue sharpie, like fucking right through the garage. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was just like, I have. There's a time, even oh shit, not even too long ago. Like I went in. Um, uh, I think we talked about this on the podcast once. Is I I I got pissed off. Of, I don't know what it was. Like I closed my fridge, and I fucking, and then I closed it, and like everything in the fridge just like kind of went into the fridge everything that was in the door like all mm-hmm. the pickles and whatever <laughs> and then and then because that i tried to fucking close it again and then it broke like one of the fucking things on the door and and so this is like me like slowly but surely as going through life like in recovery i still had a lot of that same mentality but as i got a little bit older i was able to do it a little bit differently less often um and less explosive right yeah but now in recovery like I, I still don't get me wrong. I still got my moments. You know what I mean. I still have those those times where I'm chasing the old guy down the street or whatever. You know, going over <laughs> to his house. Um, but it has become a lot less than what it was. And um, and sometimes it's like I'm really proud of where I am. But dude, like it, all it takes sometimes is like for that one moment where I do lose my little shit and I throw a pencil or fucking pan or whatever it is and i just kind of i will feel so much shame because of that right it's almost as like i did not progress at all so but i gotta like remember to like give myself a fucking break and say like it's okay to be angry because it is by the way it's just like but that's the thing is i never knew how to deal with it before so today like i i know like okay pause when i agitated i i generally do that today not in all cases but you know not when it comes to my daughter and you know some pervert trying to you know groom her um mm-hmm. but, but but in general stuff you know I, I i'm much better about pausing when agitated i'm much better about um you know knowing that uh, the grouch and the brainstorm are not for me like things that normal people can just go on and rant about you know whether it be you know politics local politics their fucking you know their congressman or their the street fucking traffic or construction or whatever that shit that normal people can get worked up about i can't go there because i go there and it's like fucking like next thing i know i'm running over fucking you know construction cones got my fucking finger out the window fuck you and your job motherfucker you know <laughs> it's like i don't you know what i mean like 
there's certain things that like recovery has given me in this process that I'm really happy about. But again, there's times when it's like you get you do get to be angry, right? Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. times when, um, you know, shit is just just not right or agreeable, and you get to be angry. But the, I think the one of the things that never really um, sank in until I found recovery, until I learned how to manage my feelings a little bit better, which was, um, you know, that, uh, that there's an appropriateness to, to anger, right? So what is appropriate for that anger, right? You know, if you're mad at somebody, like you can be mad at them and just kind of know like, all right, in the future, I'm not going to allow that to happen again because I'm not going to hang around that person again or, you know what I mean? I'm not going to let that happen to me again. I don't, it's like, but I'm not going to hold on to the resentment and let it fester and then dream of ways to get back at that person, such as drones and dog shit (laughs) or human shit for that matter. (laughs) I don't know. Human shit could have been good too. Uh, It would be fresh (laughs) anyway. (laughs) But you know what I mean? There's an appropriateness to our responses to our feelings, right? So you can have the feelings, but it's like, but for me, I really had to work on what was appropriate. And the only way that I could do that, by the way, was about sharing my feelings with other people in genuinely honest feelings. This podcast was a big part of that. My sponsor, John, was a big part of that. Today, you know, uh, my current sponsor and other sponsees, people that I talked to, my wife, you know, let me just say, um, you know, uh, I oh my God, I'm going to cry right now if I think about it, but I won't. Okay, I accidentally burnt my dog. I uh, I had my my mm. my tea. I just mm-hmm. did boil. I just put tea in there, and he jumped up and hit it from below, and I saw the water just go straight down mm. on his nose, and um and I'll tell you like, it fucking like I you know I got ice and I got water and I was just like I could see that it, it impacted him. And everybody else, like uh, everybody else, my wife and my daughter were there and they were like making fun of me a little bit about like, like it was, but they didn't see it. Right. Yeah. And then, so, and then the other things I feel, and they don't know that they don't, I think people think that I don't feel like in certain ways, right? Because I was devastated. So then, but then they continued to make fun of me about how I reacted to help the dog. Right. And yeah. because I was like, I was getting ice and I was like, I'm not putting it on his nose. And I was, it was, a, I suppose at a distance, it was kind of funny, but, but for me not knowing that what was going on. And then, um, and then basically he, he was nuz- nuzzling me and I didn't think it was that bad until like a couple days later when he was nuzzling me and he was like playing that it rubbed off. And so it like, so you could see like the, the damage it caused and mm-hmm. it, he almost like had two tone nose. And uh, and I just I was just I ball it because I hurt this dog right, but that's the thing it's like, and instead of letting my wife continue to make fun of me, right in the most like in the past I would have just been like, fuck you bitch or whatever like I would have been covered it up or whatever, but mm-hmm. instead I I one day I was I was uh, taking a shower and I and I didn't even think about it, and then it hit me and I was like I like I just don't want her to. Make fun of me again for the dog because it really hurts me, right? Yeah. And then, um, and I just said to her outright, I'm like, hey, can you not make fun of me for the dog because it really impacts me and I'm really affected by having hurt my dog. And you know what I mean? Like, so please don't do that anymore, right? 
mm-hmm. it was just like to say that was like that's so honest and vulnerable, right? And it's like you know, and to my wife, you know, who I'm supposed to always be strong and macho, right? <laughs> like I literally, <laughs> I just said like, look, you're hurting my feelings by making fun of the way that I reacted with it, dog. I go look at his nose. I go, it's he could be that way forever. By the way, it did heal, and he is he does look normal now. He's still very handsome, but uh, <laughs> but. It, it it devastated me to think that like that happened and like all I had to do was like turn the spout to so it doesn't jump out you know, mm-hmm. um, and now I fucking totally turn the spout so it after doesn't matter I'm like because any dog could come at me at any time so I fucking turn yeah. that thing over any time now, but yeah I never thought about it that way too so so um so have did you ever like as you progressed in your recovery I guess is that kind of the backstory of the question here which is like did you find yourself being able to deal more comfortably with your feelings and not be such a victim to like your reactions you know what i mean because it took a while for me it t- i think it took a long while for me to kind of be able to like have something happen and me just not lose my shit because every time i did that i literally I just wanted to be done with this recovery. I didn't want to be fucking, I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to be, you know what I mean? I didn't want to be fucking here anymore. Like, I can't do this shit anymore. Like, I need to be drunk, right? You know what I mean? But I didn't, thank God. And so, how did you progress? How did it happen? And, like, um, do you still feel like you're a, a, a victim or a reactionary to your own emotions? So I would say, um, you know, when I was drinking, like hindsight, I feel like me drinking was trying to numb or cover up a lot of how I was feeling. Like that was the way that I coped with those uncomfortable feelings, you know, whether it was anger or sadness, um, or insecurity, that is just how I coped with it because then I didn't have to think about it. Right. But that's not really coping with it. That's just, you know, avoiding it completely. So when I got sober, I had all these very strong emotions, which I'm sure anyone who's newly sober can understand that your emotions are very high. Like I'm very, you feel very on edge. Um, and now I no longer had my go-to, to suppress those or to, um, you know, somehow cope with it. Right. So I would fly off the handle, like over the dumbest shit, like, because I was already irritable, you know, and I wasn't like, I was really white knuckling it in that first month or mm-hmm. so. Hell, so that was white knuckling the first two years. Yeah. <laughs> anything <laughs> would set me over. off. Like, yeah. you know, the, like, one little thing goes wrong in my day and it's, it's gone to shit. Right. Um, and so therapy helped me a lot with like processing a lot of my shit and, um, developing some healthy coping mechanisms, you know, um, now like I, I mean, not all the time, but I try to do something with art, um, drawing, doodling, um, or I'll, you know, I, I just try to find other things. Like when I was newly sober, I got all these like fidget toys, not like the fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. Cause that wasn't a thing yet, but you talk about the like, little 
block things and the little button pusher yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like had these too. like little snake <laughs> things that you could like pop off and like, yeah. So there were like all these little things just to keep my hands occupied and that helped like reduce a lot of my anxiety and stress. But, um, you know, it's it, the, the point in the point I came to, uh, where like I was more in control of things. I don't know when that was, but, um, my whole goal was like, okay, well, I'm just going to try and be better today than I was yesterday, you know, and just like going forward, I, I've found that that progression has, it seems very drastic from like eight years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's just going from a heightened state of emotion, not having coping skills to things kind of mellow out a little bit and you're able to find those coping mechanisms, you know, in a healthy way without trying to numb things out because like, it's not just substances that can, you know, be numbing you out. You know, it could be porn, it could be shopping, it could be anything that's distracting you mm -hmm. to where you don't have to face those feelings head on. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. there came a point though, like when I was going through therapy pretty intensely, there came a point to where I just like could not let something go. Like if it bothered me, like I had to address it right then. And I think that has to do with AA also. So I, I went from like complete avoidance to completely <laughs> addressing it. Right. And right. there is a middle ground. Like you don't have to like react or, you know, say something to every little thing that inconveniences you or pisses you off or hurts your feelings mm -hmm. because you know, that's all you'd be doing all day. Like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking no about <laughs> the literally all day I was, yeah. I was thinking about, um, I think this was like two weeks ago. I park in this garage um, when I work night shift and the stalls are really narrow, right? And it even says like small car. So I like had just worked fucking like 13 hours. I'm tired of shit. I want to go home. And this person parked right next to me on my left so close that I could not even shimmy my way between our cars. And so <laughs> I had to, you know, unlock the whole car and then take all my shit and then crawl through the passenger side into the driver's side. And I was just like, so annoyed and like irritated. I sent my husband a picture and I was like, this is fucking awesome. But if I was like pissed off about that and like demanded to, you know, address the person who parked there and got security involved, like, or even just like you know, went on a tangent with my husband, like, what is that going to do? That's mm -hmm. not going to do anything. Like there was a problem. I found a solution. I'm going home to sleep. Like just call it, call it a day. It's inconvenient, but it's not the end of the world. And I think, uh, learning to brush things off that are minor, uh, is kind of a, a skill that develops over time because not everything is life or death not everything's black and white like uh I felt like in early recovery especially everything was bad or everything was good um and everything needed to be addressed or nothing needed to be addressed you know mm -hmm. what I mean mm -hmm. so it's just it's interesting how thinking we, we talk about in ACA it's like uh, mm -hmm. 
again, and that's just, a, I think it's another trait for the addict or alcoholic, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's either everything or nothing. And yeah, it's kind of how they, same thing with feelings, like to a certain degree, right? It's like I go all in or I'm fucking not in at all. You know? Yeah. And I don't think uh, there's such yeah. thing as a bad feeling. You know, I mean, you can have like a bad feeling about something, but I mean like feeling whatever feeling you have, th- there's nothing wrong with that. Now, what you do about it is mm-hmm. debatable, right? <laughs> you can behave badly because of how you feel, but, um, you know, it's okay to feel anger, you know, uh, you're human. It's okay to feel sadness. Um, my like go to when I'm really, really mad or really sad is I just get quiet and I internalize a lot of things. And so, um, that's kind of always been my way of processing things. And you know this, Carl, like you were victim of my, my silent bouts one time. And, um, you know, when I'm really, (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, (laughs) you were the target of my silence, you know? Um, but it's just like my way of processing it because I felt like if I had, you know, spoken like, and said what I was thinking right then, I would have lost a friend or I would have just like kind of regretted like the, the things that I, the way I would have said it, you know what I mean? So if that was simply me pausing when I was agitated because I needed that time to kind of. You got a really long pause. That's your your pause is very long. It was a little excessive. Okay. (laughs) I admit that, but you know, it's an example. That's kind of how I cope with things now instead of just like, immediately saying what I want to say, but, you know, having to bear the consequences of hurting people's feelings or losing relationships or friendships, you know, for me, it's, it's better to kind of like let myself calm down. Um, if, if, uh, I have a text to send to someone or an email and I am really like heightened emotionally, I sit on it and I'm like, okay, if I feel the same way in 24 hours, then I'll send it. Yeah, yeah. But if I don't, you know, then I can adjust it. I just did the other day with my wife. I'm like, you know, give me like, let me just let me think about that. Like, just you know, which I again, that's not me. Right? I mean, it is mm-hmm. me actually. That is who I am today, but mm-hmm. that's not who I operated as in um, you know before recovery, which is like so kind of weird because it's like to and to say it more in in a in a serious way, like not like a. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to think about that, like, but you need to give me a half hour, like before I can respond at least, or just, or I just say, just not right now, which is, you know, kind of strange. I mean, it's, it's it's all, it just feels like an adult, doesn't it? (laughs) So mature of you, Carl. That sounds like emotional intelligence to me. Oh my, oh my gosh. Hey, you know, by the way, did you know that we, uh, what is the URL for that again? Glass case of emotion, right? Yeah, it is silver butt, silver butt, silver. Can I even say the fucking name? Silver butt, <laughs> silver <laughs> silverpod dot com slash glass case of emotion. And if you go there, you get a free uh, book or booklet, and and there's so many other things on there. Um, like we had a, a meditation, um, like workbook or something like that. I mean. I forget. Gosh, are you, oh, we had a tracker, so you could track your emotions, right? We had uh, an, oh, that was the thing. So it was emotional intelligence worksheet, uh, and a feelings tracker and a sleep tracker. Because by the way, you know, 
if you think you're having a bad day, more than likely it's because you didn't get enough sleep last night. Just FYI. Um, so so don't kill yourself until you get a good night's sleep. And so, and uh, and <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, too. oh yeah, all the things we talked about last episode. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so, um, uh, but yeah, if you go to uh, soberpod.com slash uh, glass case of emotion, you also get uh, a bunch of other related articles. If you're part of, if you're a member, you'll see that we have a bunch of articles on, again, you know, I, and I hate to say this word again, uh, about how to express gratitude. Because that's also a feeling. Oh, I fucking hate I gratitude. Know, I know. I know. Fuck it. There it is again. And then, um, and then uh, it uh, points you in the direction of the feelings wheel. So if you are new to recovery, you much like I was and Chelsea was at one point. Like we basically got, um, you know, let's just say we're talking about this stuff because it has been, you know, nearly nine years of dealing with this stuff and time takes time and to acquire this information and to um to go through these experiences takes time right you know it's like i don't um you don't get healthy overnight you don't get sober and and you motherfuckers that are being like you know yeah i got nine months sober you know who i used to be and who i am today no 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 that's who you fucking are all right because not you know nine, nine months is not a you used to be okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, it's like uh, it takes time to go through the experiences to deal with, you know, your emotions. So whether that be like, you know, again, joy or happiness or you know, um, grief or like, geez, all the things that we've been talking about recently, um, you know, on the shows, it's like that stuff takes time to happen to you and takes time to go through, right? You know, so, um, so that's the thing is, it takes time to do that sober. Right. You've more than likely, if you're anything like we were, um, you know, you didn't take the time to experience your emotions in the most appropriate ways. Right. So now when you're sober, like it's going to take some time and you will do it wrong, by the way. Just FYI, you're going to do this wrong. So know that going into it and it's OK. Um, just do yourself a favor in um, and it, you know, like me. Like I, I was apologizing all the time. I was, uh, you know, that first you know couple of years basically. I was like, you know, I was calling my sponsor, telling him about the shit that I did, and then I would go and he'd tell me like, okay, so go apologize to that person, or you know, what to do differently the next time, or whatever. And then I would go do that, and then yes, and it got progressively better, no doubt. And I actually learned to like not make those same mistakes, or pause when agitated, or go in the bathroom and hide for a half hour until that person left. Whatever it took to fucking get through that situation, and then um, just bite my fucking tongue, and then um, you know, and, and it progressively got better. But I had to continue to do that process that it talks about in our step work. So you know, you, you basically ten step kind of stuff. You know, I had to uh, evaluate my fucking wrongdoings, my fucking intent, like what I was doing, my you know, my character, everything before I went to bed at night. And that's the other thing is, when I did that stuff, I would talk to my sponsor and everything. But one of the things that I gave to myself that was hard to really do was to forgive myself for that behavior because I did not know any better. Right. And, 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 and if I would have known better or known how to better, I would have or could have. So I basically continued to like hit my bed, go to sleep and just kind of go, I'm going to do better tomorrow. That's what I kept telling myself. It's like, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And it, 
come hell or high water, I'm going to fucking stop hurting like I've been hurting. And, um, and it just takes that much fucking diligence and, um, you know, persistence. <laughs> it's like, it's not even for, like I say, when I say to people like being in recovery is like the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. It was that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, it was having that much like forgiveness to like not be so hard on myself and then go to bed and wake up and do it all again tomorrow and just have the faith that like this shit was going to work out. And it did. Right. Because, you know, people like you, me, you know, told me that that it, that it would if we just continued to do the right thing. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did you do you ever feel like um, do you ever feel like totally giving up doing this recovery deal because of your feelings? Did like, you know, you, you felt maybe overwhelmed by your feelings. Did you ever feel like is there ever a moment like because I know one me I've talked about it all the time. But is there ever one that like you were like, I'm fucking like, this is it. I'm done. Did you ever like like. I call it the eight mile walk or uh, I call it the uh, uh, like I just drop into my knees kind of moments, right? Um, did you ever like get so fucking upset? You're like, fuck this shit. I don't want to do it anymore. Honestly, not that I can recall. I think like I internalized a lot of that stuff and I spent a good deal of time questioning whether or not I was an alcoholic. But like early on, especially I was just like, why am I even doing this? This doesn't seem worth it. Like, I don't see any benefit in this. And, like, who's to say that I'm going to down the road, right? It's such an unknown and and a question mark. Like, does it really matter? Like, you know, was it that bad? And, you know, just kind of some denial stuff. But I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that I had, like, a breaking point where I was just, like, ready to give it up. Um, Of course, there were times, there are times where, like, temptation gets to me where I have thoughts about drinking. Hmm. Like even though I've been sober for years, like I'm not immune to that. And usually when that happens, it's because I've distanced myself too far from recovery or, you know, uh, doing shit I'm supposed to be doing to stay sober. I've just gotten complacent. So, um, I don't, I don't know of a time where it was like, you know, no that. fuck it moments. Yeah. 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 And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I haven't gotten to that point because there have been times that have been really tough, but like I've had a good support system and I've still like played the tape all the way through like, okay, well, if I decide to drink, like what's, what's next, you know? So, but I, I know about your, at least that one moment that you talk about when you were, were you at the beach or something? No, actually, um, the one that I really talk about is the uh, one with my wife, where she was, uh, she was, uh, um, uh, <laughs> we were arguing, and I was like, I was just emotionally just fucking like, you ever have emotional hangover? Like you're arguing so much that you like fucking basically like, yes, you like fucking wake up the next day and you're like, God damn it! Like I fucking like I just I'm tired just from arguing. Like it was just yeah. it was just too fucking much. Um, we were at that one of those points where we were, I don't know, it must have been hours. We were fucking arguing, just yelling at each other and all this other shit. And I, I lean with my back against the wall and I fucking like slide down the wall, fucking like my, so my knees are in my chest basically. And I'm just like, I'm looking up at her. I'm like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I can't do this. And she is like, she's, she's like, what, what can't you do? And I was, and I, it's like, she was asking the question thinking, I know exactly what she was thinking. She was thinking like I was thinking about marriage, right? And I was thinking like, I can't do sober. <laughs> like, mm. I just can't, I can't fucking be sober anymore because I can't feel this much 
and be sober. You know what I mean? I just yeah. couldn't. My Too brain much. just, yeah, it's just a fuck. I can't do this, you know? And uh, thank God I fucking made it through all that shit like that. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's not, um, uh, that's, so I, I guess that's what this episode is for is for that person who feels so fucking much that they just know that they fucking like, um, that they can't do it, right? And I'm telling you right now, you can do this. It sucks, but you can. So hang in there, you know, buck up buttercup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but 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 just know that, again, like, I guess the, the famous sayings of, like, you know, this too shall pass. And it does. And, you know, yeah. you'll look back. You'll look like, All these things, too, it's, it's so funny. Like, I can remember the uh, arguing. I can remember falling down and saying, I can't do this anymore. But you know what I can't remember is what I couldn't do, right? I yeah. mean, I just, you know what I mean? Like, what were we arguing about? Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, I can't remember any of this shit. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Well, I just, I know that I just couldn't do emotions looking back on it. Um, but that's, again, that's, that's, uh, that's telling, right? So it, it tells you like, you know, hey, like, you know, if you make it through that, you know, you can, you can just continue on because all the other shit is just shit. I guess that's. That's one word to say it. All right, yo. I think we're. I think we've tapped this. I think we've tapped all the feelings. Um, I think so. Chelsea, um, what, what what month is it? November. Mm-hmm. Um, Crazy. November. Yeah, almost mid-November. Uh, um, so you know, we should we should probably do some holiday episodes. I wonder if there's any holiday things. I should look it up in the book. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe we'll do a special holiday episode. Maybe I don't know. What do you think? Where we'll we'll dress up in like you know like Santa yeah. hats and like a Rudolph nose. And... I'll be your elf. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's a I'll great be, plan. I'll be elf on the shelf. I'll be. <laughs> I'll stalk everybody. All right. So yeah, no, maybe we should be do some holiday episodes. Um, okay. So. Um, so what are we gonna do? What what? Where does it go from here, Chelsea? Um, I think this is where we say goodbye. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's I'll so say. Hard. Okay, so. <laughs> I'll uh, say deuces. And I will say, stay active, stay sober, and don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. And fuck your feelings. <laughs> and fuck your goddamn feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Soberpod.com 366 fucking days sober Yeah it was a sight to see them. Yeah. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagrams. Wrestling with my vices. Exercising my demons. My blessings were blocked, so I never got the message. I'm stressing. I'm only 12 steps from an exit. Regret it because my imperfections were perfected. I ain't run from it. I accept it and rep it. It's a badge to me. Good stories come from a tragedy. And when you survive, the glory will come in Act 3. Three. The wait's over. 366 fucking days sober. Morning affirmations that can start the day for you. Use my favorite book. Mark for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay? Yeah, sober pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. Welcome.